The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. They had a giant problem. They needed a champion, someone who could go out and fight for them because they were terrified. And there was no way that they could win. Today on this first Sunday in Lent, we remember that we have a champion in Jesus Christ. He came to this earth to be our single combat warrior, someone who would fight sin and death and the devil on our behalf. And when he was led out to the wilderness to be tempted, Jesus went to war. He confronted all of our enemies, all of our most terrible problems, to do what we could not. Well, today Jesus wants you to know that there is no problem in your life, no sin so great, no suffering so hurtful, no turmoil or pain that he will not pick up and carry for you. Because all the gigantic problems in our life, they find their solution in Jesus. But we can have a hard time believing that when, when the hard times come into our life, right? When the hard times come into our life, we can find ourselves maybe acting more like Israel that day in the battle lines against the Philistines. The people of God there, they had a giant problem and they didn't know how to fix it. His name was Goliath. He was from the city of Gath and he was a monster of a man. He wasn't just tall, he was thirsty for blood. Every day he would walk between the battle lines of Israel and the Philistines and he would taunt them and dare them to come out and fight them. Send your champion out to fight me. Send anyone out, just fight me. And even the king, King Saul, the Bible says, was terrified and, and all of Israel with him because that's the way giants work. They taunt you and scare you and dare you to fight them. When a giant problem walks its way into our life, isn't, isn't that what happens? I mean, you, you're going along, life is pretty good, you feel pretty good about yourself until suddenly a problem walks its way into your life that's so much bigger than you, so much stronger than you, and you have no idea how to fix it. What are the giants that have walked into your life? Is it a relationship that's, that's at the breaking point and you're doing everything you can just to try to hold your family together? Is it cancer that just won't seem to let go? Is it uh, sin and guilt from past act or acts that you just can't seem to shake? Or is it just fear and concern about your future? I mean, not even just this Russia and Ukraine thing, but even so much closer to home. What giant are you facing in your life right now? And I gotta, I gotta say, if you don't happen to be facing one today, well, God's word for us today is still important for you because it won't be long. 
until a giant walks his way into your life. And a giant is anything that tries to tell you that God doesn't care and really isn't in control of your life. I mean, that's what Goliath was doing, right? God had promised the land to Israel, but Goliath the giant was standing in their way. And every word out of his mouth was shouting, you can't stop me, and your God doesn't care. The giants in our life tend to shout the same thing, right? When cancer says to you, you can't stop me, and your God doesn't care. When... uh, when that sin and that guilty baggage we drag along behind reminds us, you can't stop me. And your God doesn't care. When that relationship is just ready to snap, the giant says, you can't stop me. And your God doesn't care. That's what giants do. So what do you do then with the giants in your life? Well, we can learn a lesson from Saul and the Israelites of one thing not to do. They thought they could just ignore this giant. It seems like it. They didn't do anything about him. It seems like they were hoping maybe he'd just go away. But he didn't. Day after day, he walked between the line, shouting and taunting and scaring and daring. See, that's the thing. Um, The problem with giants is if we just ignore them, they're not going to go away, that, that battle with addiction or that that pet sin that makes you dance like a puppet on a string. You can ignore it all you want, but the giant's still there, harassing, intimidating, taunting. Because that's what giants do. They steal our joy. They rob us of peace. So the reality is you can't ignore the giants in your life. No, that's not what you do with giants. What you do with giants is you kill them. You kill them. That was a lesson God needed to teach the people of Israel on this day. And that's the lesson that we, the people of God, need to learn today as well. God wants us to slay the giants in our life. But to do that, well, you've got to have the right perspective and you better have the right strength. Right? Uh, so King Saul and all of his uh, soldiers, they had the wrong perspective about this man Goliath. See, they just kept looking up at Goliath and seeing how much bigger he was than them. He towered over them. They felt helpless and hopeless. Well, because uh, they thought there was nothing they could do. And when a giant walks into our life, it's easy for us to, uh, well, to, to think the same thing. Yeah, you know what? The giants in your life, they are bigger than you. Your cancer, it is bigger than you and it's stronger than you. Your failing relationship, it is bigger than you and stronger than you. Your ravaged, diseased body, yeah. The disease is bigger than you and stronger than you. But here's the thing. We have to stop and ask ourselves when we're faced with those things, do we have the right perspective? Yeah, those things might be way bigger than you, but the point that Jesus makes for us today is they are nowhere near the size of your God. Right? The way God makes this point is into the story walks young David, a shepherd boy who one day would be king of Israel. But today, all he had with him was a staff, a sling, and a big, gigantic faith in the God Most High. I mean, 
Remember what David said in that part that Vicar read for us? This was a man who had the right perspective. The rest of Israel was looking up and seeing this giant towering over them. David looked right on past it and saw the God that loomed over him. And he said, you know what, this is God's battle, and if we're on God's side, who does this man think he is? I don't care how tall he is. David said, who is this Philistine, or Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Notice he didn't say Saul's armies. Mm -mm. The battle was the Lord's. And if this is the Lord's battle, well, then I'm not afraid of this man at all. The point, of course, for you and me is, those giants in your life, yeah, they're big. But they're nothing compared to the size of your God. What God says is we just need to stop looking up and seeing only the giant. We need to look up past it and see the love of our God looming over it. Those giants in our life only look big because you and I are so short. But compared to our God, I mean, if we look up past that giant problem and what we're going to see is the love of God looming over our life, a love so great. This is a God who was willing to die on a cross for you. This was a God who was willing to rise from the dead to open heaven to you. If he loved you to death on the cross, he's most certainly going to love you through the giant problem you have in your life right now. Most certainly. You look up past that giant and you see a God so huge who's promised that he sits on the throne of heaven and he is in control of all things and promises, promises to work them to bless you. When it comes to fighting the giants in our life, we need the right perspective. And it also, we also need the right strength. I love the part of this account when King David, excuse me, King Saul hears that the shepherd boy David's willing to fight the giant, and it seems like Saul was getting a little bit desperate. Uh, was quite happy to hear that someone was willing to go out there, and it seems like Saul's going to pull David aside and give him a few giant slaying tips. And uh, one of the things that he suggested was that if you're going to go fight this giant, you have to have the best equipment that money can buy. So what I'm going to do, David, I'm going to let you have the king's own armor. You can wear my armor, best stuff, take my sword. Saul thought that the secret to slaying the giant was having the right equipment. But you know, when David puts on the Saul's armor, you could tell, well, this is a solution that doesn't fit. I mean, first of all, I think that had to be a little bit comical because King Saul, we had heard earlier in the Bible, was a really tall guy himself. He was a head taller than any man in Israel, they said. So here's this very tall, full-grown man, and maybe then there's David, who seems like he's a young man at this time. Could you imagine a young man putting on big, big tall King Saul's armor and walking around in it? Uh, I think he was just being a little polite to the king when he said, I'm just not used to these things. I better take these off. It was pretty obvious that Saul's way of trying to fix this giant problem wasn't a good fit. And you know, when you and I try to fix the problems in our life with, uh, with kind of earthly solutions, well, we can tell they don't fit too. I mean, when, when I'm dealing with the fact of guilt from my past acts, I feel guilty all the time, well, I go find myself a therapist who tells me, eh, don't feel guilty, right? Or if my family's falling apart, I think to myself, if I just take them on a good vacation, things will be better. If 
We're sick, we think to ourselves, you know, if only I had a better health care plan. The thing about earthly solutions like that, they fit about as well as King Saul's armor on David. David knew this wasn't going to work. To slay a giant, you need to have the right strength. David went out to meet Goliath with no helmet, no armor, no sword. He went with a sling, a stone, and with the Spirit of God Almighty. It was all he needed. Goliath laughed and scorned this young man who was willing to fight him. And you know what David did? David preached. He said, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. Now picture the scene. Little David, the shepherd, towering Goliath, the warrior. Looks like the most uneven fight in history. It says Goliath comes charging forward, 600 pounds of man and metal. What did David do? He runs to the fight. Down the hill he went, his sling whipping in his hand, and then David, strong in the Lord, he slung that stone. And Goliath, with all his height and all his strength and all his power, was struck square, and 600 pounds of man and metal crashed to the earth at David's feet because the battle is the Lord's. I know you have giants in your life, but the battle belongs to the Lord. By his death and resurrection, Jesus has opened up the gates of heaven to you. He has secured a place there that nothing that enters your life can take away. No matter what giant is in your life that wants to taunt you or scare you or dare you, they cannot take away what God has in store for you. So when things happen in your life that seem too big, too strong, remember that God has all the strength that he needs to win the battle. The solution for us is to let him fight it. We needed a champion. And today, Jesus reminds us, and he wants you to know, that there is no problem in your life, no sin so great, no suffering so hurtful, no turmoil or pain that he will not pick up and carry for you. Because all the gigantic problems in our life, they find their solution in Jesus, who walked between the lines for us. God grant it. Amen.